And this time on Culture File, the first part of your cut-out-and-keep guide to Chinese science fiction, from its Qing dynasty origins to the global success of Liu Xuxin's The Three-Body Problem and beyond. Our guide for our whistle-stop journey through time itself is Xueting Christine Ni, a writer and translator whose own forthcoming anthology of Chinese science fiction is called Synopticon. See what she did there? Chinese science fiction is actually over a century old, although it's not been a continuous process. It's been flourishing since the 1990s, but it's been receiving a lot of attention recently and coverage. And again, this isn't the first golden age either, but it is the first time that the genre is emerging into the mainstream, thanks to works such as Liu Cixin's The Three-Body Problem, which within China brought sci-fi out from the fan clubs, reading clubs attended by largely the hardcore fans and university students, out of juvenile literature, as it's, it's been considered, into the readership of the mainstream. In addition to Darshi and Xu, the team for conducting the search consisted of Wang Mao, Wei Cheng, and two other officers from the criminal division. The six of them rode through the pre-dawn darkness in two police cars, heading toward Wei's neighborhood at the edge of the city. Xu and Wang were in the back seat. As soon as the car started, she whispered to Wang, Professor Wang, your reputation in Three Body is very high. So in the world of publishing, if we were to look at the Chinese bestseller list... What sort of things would we see? Well, it's a mixture of fiction and non-fiction. Popular non-fiction would be biographies of famous people, kind of public figures. A lot of self-help books tend to be quite popular. And then in terms of fiction, it's been largely dominated by the realist fiction tradition. So it's really quite unusual that now science fiction is occupying that spot in the, on the bestsellers list. When we think about China, we think about terracotta warriors or the Great War, not necessarily something futuristic. Somebody mentioned three body in the real world? Wang was excited right away, feeling close to this young woman in a police uniform. Do you play? I'm responsible for monitoring and tracking it. An unpleasant task, Wang anxiously asked. Can you tell me its background? In the faint light coming through the car window, Wang saw Xu give a mysterious smile. We want to know as well. But all its servers are outside the country. The system and firewall are very secure and hard to penetrate. The software quality is uncommonly high, and the amount of information contained in it even more unusual. It doesn't even seem like a game. The concept of science fiction as we know it today, was introduced into the country late 19th century, early 20th century. So it's definitely not new. Jules Verne had a lot of influence on early Chinese science fiction. His works were being translated by intellectuals such as Lu Xun. 
and they saw science fiction as a remedy to pull the country out of weakness and backward thinking. It was the late Qing dynasty, and it was a time when society, systems of government were on the brink of collapse. So it was very much associated with improving the nation. And during the Republican era, sci-fi was fulfilling the vision of an independent China that was free of colonial depredations. Sort of the first golden age of Chinese science fiction was around the 1950s. The People's Republic of China had just been founded. Sci-fi became an educational tool. The 1950s were a time of great optimism. China had just come out of decades of turmoil and war, an occupation. People were now living in relative stability. The government wanted to use science fiction as、um, a tool for educating the general public. The most famous writer from this period, Ye、uh, Yongliet, wrote a story called Xiao Lingtong, Roams the Future, which is a children's adventure story of time travel. This vision of China as a, a technological or a powerful country that was progressing towards a technological utopia. This children's story was written during the 60s, but was published in 1978 because of the interruption of the Cultural Revolution. Wang's night had been filled with coincidences. And now Shu was telling him she was monitoring the game. Something didn't seem right. Many from all around the world participate in the game's development. Their collaboration methods seem similar to popular open source practices, like the kind used to make the Linux operating system. As for the content of the game, who knows where they're getting it? It does seem a bit supernatural, like you said. However, we still believe in Captain Shi's famous rule. All this must be the work of the people. What was the effect of the Cultural Revolution on science fiction then? It was interrupted, like everything else, because reality was too, too horrible. There was a nationwide political movement that swept through the country that basically interrupted all the progress in the arts. In the late 1970s, when the Cultural Revolution ended, China was opening its doors. There was a revival of Chinese science fiction, and this time it sought to engage with the world. For example, Tong Tong and Zheng's Death Ray on Coral Island, which he published in 1978, was very much about. The usurping of science and technology by international politics was very much about war and conflict, and there was a cull of、uh, science fiction in the anti-spiritual pollution movement of the early 80s. But the relaunch of science fiction world, China's oldest and largest magazine of science fiction, marked a revival that's continued till today.
featuring Christine Nee there and the reader was Chris Chan. Liu Sushin's The Three-Body Problem is published by Head of Zeus and you can hear the second part of our look at Chinese science fiction next time on Culture File.